This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. This is Philip Mock, and welcome to the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do if you receive money suddenly, like an inheritance or some other sort of financial windfall that you are not expecting. And there are a few steps that you can take in order to make wise decisions with that windfall and to not do something irreversible and make a terrible error. And that will be in today's episode. So the first thing that I recommend, if you receive a sudden inheritance that you weren't expecting, or perhaps you have some sort of other financial windfall that you weren't anticipating, the first thing that I recommend you do is to do nothing. So take that money and put it aside in a bank account or in a investment account just sitting in cash for a couple months. And the reason that I recommend that is for you to psychologically get comfortable with having that money. Receiving money suddenly, especially if it's a large amount, can really play some tricks with your mind and and get your plan off course if you don't do the right thing with it. And alternatively, if you do the right things with that money, it could actually have huge benefits to you both currently and long-term from a financial perspective. But I think that it's really important for people that receive a large sum of money suddenly to take time to just get used to having it before they begin to deploy it in whatever way they choose. Also, waiting to do anything with it gives you an opportunity to make a plan And it gives you an opportunity to reach out to some of the professionals that you'll need to discuss this new windfall with. And one of those professionals that you'll need to speak with is an accountant, if you don't have one already, uh, a CPA that can help you understand the tax implications of this windfall. Depending on what it is, you may or may not owe tax on it. Some financial windfalls are taxable, depending on what they are, and some are not. So you need to understand... um, whether or not it's taxable, how much tax you might owe, and when that tax will be due. Many people that are just W-2 employees and have a salary, uh, they pay their tax out of their payroll withholdings on their paycheck. However, if you receive a financial windfall of some sort, it's wise to make a quarterly estimated payment in the quarter that you receive the money uh, in order to be in accordance with the law. Also, I think... Having the money for a while will give you some time to put aside some of those initial bursts of, well, I could get a new car, I could do this, I could do that. And you still maybe can do those things. But um, if you think about it for a while and you are patient and you wait, sometimes some of those things you initially want, you take a step back and realize, you know, I, I really don't care for that. I don't want that. I don't need that, whatever. So the second thing that I recommend is to look at your financial situation that you had prior 
to receiving the inheritance or the cash windfall and consider the goals and objectives that you already had. So what I mean by that is, let's say that your goals were to um, retire in five years and to pay off your mortgage in five years so that uh, you started your retirement debt-free. Let's say your mortgage was your only form of debt. If you suddenly receive an inheritance that you weren't expecting, and you say, well, well, now I'm going to get a new car. Well, a new car wasn't one of your goals before. So all the goals that you had before would still be goals that you have now. You just actually have more resources to take care of them. And what I've seen from time to time is when new money comes in unexpectedly, we also get this influx of new goals that you know didn't weren't really part of the picture before, and the old goals seem boring and are kind of like set aside. I mean, the goals that you had before are still probably worthwhile, still probably things that you should consider using that money for, be it paying off debt, saving for retirement, maybe saving for a home purchase or a second home purchase, saving for a large vacation with family, whatever it is. Use this money to make those goals that you already had uh, a reality, a, a safer reality, because you have the assets to take care of it. Now, number three, if there is money left over after um, taking care of taxes, taking care of goals that you had already, then I would say you can begin to consider the new goals, which would maybe be things that seemed out of reach before or maybe reachable now, especially if it's a large amount of money. Here is, I think, where that reflection in step one really helps after you've had some time to think about it, had some time to get used to having this extra money and just owning it, uh, sometimes whatever those new goals are become clear. Maybe you'd always wanted a second home and now you've taken care of all of your other goals and there's still money left over and you want to use this as a down payment on that home or to buy that home outright or whatever the case may be for you. I also recommend that Number four, I guess, that I recommend, take a small percentage of it, you know, a very small percentage, maybe one, two, three percent, and just do something fun with it. Go splurge. And the reason that I recommend that is it gets it out of your system. Everyone, no matter how much you're worth, if you receive money suddenly, there is always this little part of you that has this idea of like, oh, I could do this. And I'm not saying that you should use a large amount of the money to do that. Take a very small portion of that money and go do something fun with it. Go do something that you've always wanted to do or, or well, I, you know, depends on the amount, obviously, but go do something fun with it. And that way you can kind of check the box that you did something fun and now you're going to use the rest of it to be rational and goals focused to, to set you up with this money for the long term. The most important thing, I think, is to not do... I mean, let's face it, let's not, let's not do stupid things with money that we receive suddenly. And you hear about it in the news, you see it, you know, people receive money all of a sudden and then they're bankrupt a year later. You don't want to be one of those people. And everyone that hears that says, oh, I would never do that. And yet year after year, we hear these stories of people doing just that. So that's why I think all of the things that I talked about in item one are so important. It's really important to... Take some time to reflect and think about what you'd like to do with the money. Get used to having it. Talk to a CPA. Maybe talk to a financial advisor. Figure out what your plan is going to be 
for this money before you spend any of it on anything. Think of it in terms of maybe dollars or percentages that you have a, a pool of money after you pay taxes, if you pay taxes, and you're going to put this much here, this much here, this much here, this much here. Give every dollar of that inheritance a job. And one of the things that you might look at either yourself or with a financial advisor is you may decide that it might be financially advantageous to actually invest over time with that money instead of paying off some of the goals right away and or paying for some of those goals right away. And that's something for you to decide. Investing for the long term is always wise. So you could certainly use a portion of the inheritance for that. Some people I've seen in this situation divide it in half and say, we're going to take half of it and invest it for the future and half of it we're going to deploy towards goals we already had, new goals, and that, quote, fun money. Ultimately, it's totally up to you, but I think we can all think of things that it would be a bad idea to do with it. For example, spending it all on a car or spending it all on uh, a super speculative investment. There are a long list of things that I can think of that would be terrible to spend a sudden inheritance on, but the list doesn't really matter. I think what matters more for this podcast is the process. And I think really thinking about it is probably the most important thing you can do. Investing is a good idea. Saving is a good idea. Paying down debt is a good idea. Uh, saving for goals that you already had is a good idea. But I think taking the time to think about it is a great idea and really sets you up for success across all of those other spectrums. Lastly, I this may sound strange, but for some people, receiving a lot of money, especially if it's an inheritance from a loved one, there sometimes is an aspect of guilt in receiving it. And so I think if you feel that way, it may also make sense for you to speak with a mental health professional before you decide to do anything with it. Because I think, at least in my opinion, I've seen some instances where I feel like almost that some people that feel guilt in receiving the inheritance go do something dumb with it almost in a way to punish themselves. And, you know, that doesn't really make sense. But um, and that's why I think that getting a mental health professional involved to have someone to talk to, uh, to explain the feelings that you're feeling can be prudent and also help set you up for success as well. There's nothing wrong with receiving financial windfall, uh, assuming you obtained it legally. and um, But nonetheless, some people uh, are sort of struck with a sense of guilt or, um, you know, the sense of, especially if it was from a loved one, well, I'd, I'd certainly, I don't want to spend this money. I'd certainly rather have my relative back. Well, we all would feel that way, of course. But um, if you're dealing with these feelings, then I think it's wise to, to get some professional help there. And I think... Most importantly, if you're in a position that you're receiving money like this for the first time, and maybe it's the first time you've really had a large sum of money, you want to surround yourself with wise people. Um, don't do what your friends tell you to do. Get a CPA that comes recommended. Get a financial planner that comes recommended. Uh, take advantage of different opportunities online to search for any uh, complaints or fines that that CPA or financial planner has received. 
There are ways you can search for any CPA online to see if they're in good standing. There are ways to look online for financial advisors to see if they're in good standing and have any complaints or fines on their record. You want to build a team around you of people that are going to take good care of you, that are fiduciaries that put your interests ahead of their own so that they're helping you take this pool of money and using it to take care of your goals and not to satisfy theirs through some sort of financial gain. Unfortunately, we hear about this from time to time uh, with celebrities and athletes through uh, mismanagement of their funds from um, some sort of bad actor. And frankly, it can happen to you, it could happen to any of us. But you can take some steps to make sure that um, you're making a good choice by finding someone that's experienced, has experience in this area of sudden money, and is uh, has a clean background check as far as their professional history goes. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Be sure to check out our website if you've not already, www.retirementdetective.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.